It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 217, entitled How to Cool Your Legs. It was recorded on Monday, the 18th of July, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and as always, I'll be joined by some special guests. First up, we've got Michelle Frechette, we've also got Zach Stepek and Christian Raber. What are we talking about? Well, mostly WordPress, but we start off talking about misogyny. Michelle produced an article a few weeks ago which delved into the whole subject, and so we spend quite a lot of today's conversation talking about misogyny in the WordPress space, and then we move on to other subjects. We talk about the new WordPress.org homepage and how you might be able to contribute to making that. Gutenberg 13.6 has got some new modal patterns for custom post types. We get into the performance team and how they are giving you options for your persistent and full-page caches. Stackable, they've got a new block for maps, and we talk about a really nasty intrusion possibility with the famous WordPress 5-minute install. There's loads more that we talk about as well, and it's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP Builds. Hello, hello, hello. Episode number 217 of This Week in WordPress. And it is hot in the uk that is the news it's never hot in the uk it's always a bit rubbish the weather but today we have heat and i am not prepared for it so i'm just gonna be this incoherent mess during the course of this show but luckily i've got some people on who are going to prop me up and keep me going the first of whom is michelle frechette hello michelle hello hello it's good to see you i just realized that as, as I'm a very short person, all it says on my T-shirt is the future. Yeah, it's nice. just, <laughs> If I stood up, it would say the future is stellar. But I feel like that's my pro wrestling name now. Is that just like the future? <laughs> the future. <laughs> Michelle from the future. Well, there's a lot more to Michelle than that, as we've heard in the past. But I'm going to go through the, the resume. Michelle Frischette is the Director of Community Engagement at Stella WP at Liquid Web. In addition to her work at Stella WP, Michelle is the podcast barista at WPCoffeeTalk.com. Go check that out. Co-founder of Underrepresented in Tech, creator of WP Career Pages, the president of the board for the Big Orange Heart, director of community relations and contributor at poststatus.com, business coach, author, and a frequent organizer and a speaker at WordPress events. Michelle lives outside of Rochester, New York, where she's an avid photographer. And you can find out more on her website, meetmichelle.online, meetmichelle.online. Very nice to have you with us once again, Michelle. It's and nice we got, a, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it. We got a couple of new guests today, new, know, new people, exciting. new blood, new. yay! And uh, the first of whom is Zach. How are you, Zach? I'm doing really well, thank you. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's very nice to have you on the show. Zach Zach has a um, has a much more pithy introduction, so I shall just go through that. Zach is the CEO of Mighty Swarm. He's an expert in WooCommerce site optimization and performance, and we'll be using that knowledge later, and a professional concert photographer. So Michelle takes photos of wildlife. You take photos of... Co- like, that that's a career. That is a thing. You can make money taking concert photos. That's cool. It's possible to make money doing it. Um, <laughs> not a lot of people do, but yeah, uh, yeah it is possible. Um, I actually shot a show last week. Um, Mudvayne, the hard rock band, uh, came back for is, their is that first the- tour. Do you get like into a niche of the type of band that that hire you? Like you know, like rock. You're a rock photographer, or a, I don't know, an orchestra photographer, or something like that. Yes, generally you'll cover something that you're passionate about. So for yeah. me, it's hard rock and metal. You like to be near the mosh pit, taking photos of all that with the strobes and. <laughs> I do. Right. I do. <laughs> Zach's photos absolutely... are amazing too. Oh, Zach, you, you should unearth a few for us. Yeah, um, Zach, share, share a link the, um... because. Could you put yes. a link in the private chat and um, and I'll share it a little bit because I genuinely would love to see those. I, I, They're phenomenal. I am a f- I love taking photographs, but only with my phone. You know, I, I love taking photographs, but I don't like to contrive them. All I'm about is taking pictures of my family, but I do it habitually. You know, I probably take like 20 or 30 a day. And and I've always wanted a real camera, and I've always wanted to be like have a grown up experience with photography, but I've never kind of got to it. So I've got no excuse now. Um, well, thank you for joining us, Zach. I will share that link in just a moment. And we are also joined by uh, Christian Raber. Hello, Christian. Hello, everyone. Hello. Well, Christian has just informed us that where he lives, the part of the world where he is, the the surname and the first name are kind of interchangeable. So I wouldn't introduce myself where Christian lives as Nathan Wrigley. I would be Wrigley Nathan. The family name comes first. (laughs) And the other, what did you call it? The given name or something? No, it's the family name. So in your case, I'm going to assume Wrigley is your family name. That's right. Nathan is your first name, right? So it's based on the spelling. So if you want to spell it like uh, in, in... my part of Europe, especially in Eastern Europe, you write it with family name first, and then uh, your, uh, you know, your given name. I think it's, given name it's is family bit, name, so it's a confusion here. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like those name. pesky dates where the Americans always put the the month oh, yeah. first and then the the so the, 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 the day of the month next. Yeah. It's very confusing, yeah. but they say it that way, don't Where's they? They say way? March third, whereas yeah. we say third of March. March. So yeah, we're, exactly. yeah, we're both doing it the correct way around, but yeah, it's very yeah. confusing. Yeah, especially yeah, especially when correctly. both numbers are below 12. If both numbers are below 12, yeah. it's like, what? It, I don't even, is this yeah. in February or what? Uh, anyway, Zach, let's do your proper introduction. Zach is the owner at WPChill.com and an occasional blogger at ChristianR.io. Christian has been working with WordPress for over 10 years and has built or acquired a collection of a collection of plugins that are being used by over half a million active users, all while managing a remote team. He loves talking about anything business, WordPress, investments, and product management any time of day. And Christian's best-known plugins are Modular Image Gallery, Strong Testimonials, and lastly, Download Monitor. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to have such a such a really cool panel today. We just got a few little quotes and things to get through first, if that's all right, because we like to make sure people are sharing this. If you want to go share this stream, please feel free. Swell the numbers. Uh, share wpbuilds.com 
forward slash live. I'm going to say that again, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Put your drink down, get the keyboard out. Go on, just quickly, off you go. Type in that URL, come back in a moment, share it on the tweets or wherever you do sharing. I think it's mostly Twitter these days, isn't it? If you are joining us and you want to make a comment, lovely, please do. Keep it clean. Um, and if you're coming at us from Facebook, you'll need to go to chat.restream.io forward slash FB. Otherwise, you'll be anonymous. I suppose if you're anonymous, you can write what you like because we won't know. <laughs> so, so there we go. So go and do that. And thank you to those of you who have already made a comment. I really appreciate it. Let's just highlight a few of those quickly. So Courtney Robertson, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, yeah, hot, rainy, clapping. No, no, sorry, tea, rainy, clapping. I've got all just three sons. It's just son, 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 <laughs> glass of water, son. That's what my emoji stream would look like. And hello, Cameron. Cameron, I do believe it is hotter in the UK than it is in Australia for the first time <laughs> ever. Ever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Stella. Stella Libra is the future, says Courtney in response, no doubt, to the t-shirt. I love it. I love it. Oh, look, Zach. Uh, Cameron, he's, he's an Australian developer. I don't know if you've come across Cameron before, but he loves heavy metal music. Say Dayseeker and Thornhill over the weekend. That means nothing mm, to me. Saw them. Saw them. Yeah, it's a typo. Oh, saw. Oh, I see. Okay, saw. Okay. I, 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 I have never heard of them. You'll have to coach me. <laughs> and Peter high. Ingersoll says hello. Right. Hello, Peter. Before I turn into a sultana of a human being, just like this little alien shell because of the dehydration, we should get on with it. So let's crack on with the actual WordPress news. Let's put the screen on. This is our website, wpbuilds.com. If you fancy subscribing, there's a, well, that's handy. It's called subscribe, the link at the top. Click that. You'll go to a page, fill out some forms, and then press submit. That's all you need to do. Good. Glad we've done that. Right. Let's start with some controversy. Let's start with a really interesting, <laughs> an interesting piece that um, Michelle wrote. Actually, Michelle wrote to me about two or three weeks ago and said, I've written this piece. Can you mention it in the show? And I said, I can mention it in the show, but I'd rather wait until you're on next. So it's not exactly a new piece, but it is an important piece, but we thought we'd have Michelle on it. Now, it's all about misogyny and just let me point out that there's three of us, three males, and there's Michelle. So first of all, slapped wrist for Nathan <laughs> for not doing very well on that point. But this piece... Uh, at, least I, at least it isn't four white men, right? Well, so at least I'm here. That's right. Yeah, there is at least Four that. white men talking about misogyny is really a misstep. <laughs> yeah. So this, though, right... I had to read it a couple of times because honestly, Michelle, I didn't I didn't get that this sort of stuff was going on. So you've written this piece in response to basically the volcano has erupted. It sounds like you've been sort of like this swelling of misogyny going on in the WordPress community has been bothering you for a while. And eventually the dam burst and you've included some what I can only describe as horrific things that you've seen online. Yeah. Um, I will post the link in the show notes, but it's over at poststatus.com and the article is called, uh, it's called Misogyny in WordPress is Real and just poststatus.com forward slash and then that title with hyphens in between the words basically. Yeah. And oh my Lord. I mean, our first thing I've got to ask Michelle is, is this, is this like fairly typical? So 
Yes and no, right? So obviously the examples that I've put in, I put four examples in the post and those are probably at the level of the most heinous that I've seen. Okay. Um, if, if I were to write a, a post and say, oh, this guy said he instead of they or he instead of she, everybody's just going to roll their eyes like, oh, get over it, Michelle, right? So if I bring to you, so, and, and there are more than four examples. I limited myself for the length right. of this article. It isn't like there's only ever been four examples of men behaving this badly. Um, and quite honestly, there are women who are misogynists as well. I will say that quite out loud. There are women who have defended this kind of behavior. Um, there were comments on the blog by women who are like, uh, just learn to live with it, I think is what they said. And right. just ignore it and move on. And if I want to leave this world a better place for my daughter and my nieces and you know whatever progeny comes after, then I can't just put up with it and move on. Um, being somebody who really cares about human beings, I want to leave this place a better place. And so pointing out that this behavior happens is one way of helping others realize that it's everybody's responsibility to create a safer space for everybody. And that, of course, includes women and non-binary people. And WordPress is you know, I will preach all day, every day, how amazing WordPress the community is, but that doesn't mean we're perfect. And that doesn't mean that there aren't, as I put in I'm gonna, uh, the, t the first line in the article, I think is what got people posting it. Oh yeah. It's really is, good. <laughs> which is, you know, <laughs> I love the WordPress community, but a few of you are assholes. And I did go to Kate, to Corey and Lindsay and say, is it okay if I say this? Cause I could change it to jerks. They're like, no, keep it. It's perfect. Um, <laughs> There's another line a little lower down, which I'm just currently <laughs> going to highlight, which I also like. It, you, you know, you you then go on to say the WordPress community is, you know, it's it's, it's a good community. It's maybe not as bad as other places, but then you say, and yet some of you need to have a house dropped on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, preach it, say it how it is. Right? Anyway, sorry, I mean, carry I, on. I, I do like it's a good turn of phrase, of course. Um, but you know, you 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 read these things for so long. You can sprain your eyeballs, rolling your eyes back in your head, or you can put yourself out there and make a target of yourself like I did and say, we're tired of it. And if other women aren't in a position to be able to speak up without um, retribution, then I'll be the person to do that. Um, I, <laughs> I jokingly, but also realize that there is a, a, a kernel truth in it say that within the wordpress community i'm gonna say uh, uh, it sounds so funny to say this about myself but that i have a level of let's say belovedness people like me in the wordpress community and i think the majority of people in wordpress know that i have altruistic intentions i give a lot of time money and effort into the wordpress community to make it a better place for everybody and so for me to take on this as somebody who very few people are going to attack me for this. They might be saying it behind my back. Fine, whatever. But um, people aren't, you know, lambasting me on Twitter. I haven't been canceled. I didn't lose my job. And by the way, I did share this with my job, my day job with Stellar. I shared it before it posted because I wanted them to be aware that if there's backlash, they might hear it as well. And so I did everything with my eyes open, um, you know, put on my, my, my big girl panties, my, uh, you know, my square, squared my shoulders and hit publish. Um, the evening before I was on a panel with Josefa, 
uh, Courtney and Ebony about the all women non-binary release squad too, by the way. So um, it worked at Montclair. So yeah, so it's, it's, it really happens. There are really people that are this horrific in the world with these ridiculous concepts of what women should be and should do. And and, and we need to do better, right? And the goal of my article isn't to change those people who are diehard misogynists. They are, I'm not expecting that they're going to change. Would it be great if they did? Absolutely. But I'm sure their behavior has been pointed out to them over and over again. My goal is that Nathan, Zach, and Christian might not see it because it doesn't affect them. Yep. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, right? You, I don't see things that don't affect me either unless somebody points it out. And when somebody points it out, I'm, you know, absolutely appalled on their behalf and I will do what I can to make safer spaces for people. By pointing this out, I'm hoping that people like Nathan, Zach and Christian can see more of these kinds of things happening and help make the safe, the space a better and safer space for all. I'm going to, I'm going to paint some context because quite a few of the people who consume this podcast won't be watching it. Mm-hmm. Most, the vast, vast majority to it tomorrow. And and let's just give you some flavor of what Michelle is talking about here. So uh, the first one that you mentioned that you screenshotted, I'm guessing is in Facebook. It looks as if it might have been. It is. And somebody had noticed that in a in the, the sort of admin panel for a popular WordPress plugin, they had said super admin, he has full capabilities. And so they reached out to the developers and said, look, it's, you know, there's a bit of there's a bit of something going on there. Could we just really think about that? And somebody who is on the screen, you can see now, basically just thought this was ridiculous. The idea that this language was toxic to them was abhorrent. You know, just leave it as it is and stop complaining, essentially. But then it got really nasty. And this person essentially said, well, at this point, I think if that kind of stuff offends you, you really ought to be getting sticks poking your own eyes out, which... Okay, right, fine, whatever. I mean, but it's incredibly incendiary to write that kind of stuff based upon the solution which had been proposed, which was harmless to everybody. Just then change the one... word he to they. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and can I just say, if you if you go back up and, and at her original comment, women often couch things with humor. If you go all the way up to her original post, Kathy's post, right? So she's actually trying to make it funny because women get attacked all the time for saying these kinds of things. So she says, help my eyeball muscles, please, for having to roll in my head every time I say this. She's trying to make it like, hey, I love it. This is great. And, and you know, we always try to couch things humorously like, oh, my gosh, it was, you know, I'm not a dude. Or we say things like that, that because otherwise we just get attacked. So she even yeah. tried to make it like, oh, this is so funny, spraining my eyeballs, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes in and says, you know, your eyeball hurt. Well, if your eyes hurt, then pluck them out. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah ridiculous. Yeah, yeah so, so there can was that one. Can you imagine being that almost... triggered? <laughs> also, can you, imagine, can you imagine that person doing that in the real world? Exactly. Uh, you, you have a license to do this online because you know that you will never in all likelihood meet this person and have to actually mm-hmm. face them face to face and justify your, mm-hmm. your, the words. I mean, also that, you know, there's no context of what was going on in that person's life on that day, but still inexcusable. Then we had somebody, um, I don't know where this is. It looks like it might've been Twitter 
who were it's basically better. saying women shouldn't code, which we'll get onto in a minute. Kathy Zant obviously yeah. um, had something to say about that. Uh, mm -hmm. Basically saying that, um, you know, women are incompatible with coding because at some point they might have children. And if they have children, then their career path will be broken. They'll come back. And let me quote, uh, they after nine months maternity leave, they come back <laughs> obsolete and outdated. Uh, right. OK. Um, and, and then it goes on to obviously use the common tropes of this isn't discrimination. No, it defines discrimination. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. Just stand down. You can't you claim that something's not true merely by claiming it's not true. You know, the moon landing didn't happen because I say so. Uh, right. And then, then we had, uh, do, do you know what? There's more that I could say here. There's more pieces that you, you wrote, this sure. one in particular. Somebody was just basically saying in a Facebook group that they apparently in a Facebook group of about 33,000 people, they only wanted to speak to the men. So they used a common phrase, which I guess comes out of people's mouths all the time. I confess, I've definitely used this phrase, you know, gentlemen. It, it, <laughs> it comes out of men's is, mouths. It doesn't right, come out of right, women's right. mouths. But they then double down rather than right. saying, oh, yeah, that was a stupid thing to say. I should probably right. just have written, um, you know, nothing there. Just delete that word. Sorry. Something, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Which m most sensible people would do. They then went on to essentially claim that this was all right. Don't worry. I was only talking to the men and that's fine. So now I'm all angry. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Zach and Christian. The way this show works, Zach and Christian, is if you want to interrupt at any time, feel free to do so. It's but the only way you'll get a word in edgewise. It's the only, that's right. Between <laughs> me and Michelle, we're going to talk for an hour and a half. Um, but I don't know what your thoughts are on this. This I'm just... I, I have some thoughts that maybe could contribute to the big picture of this entire thing. So I can get why they think like this, because I come from a country that's very misogynistic as well. It's underdeveloped in this specific area. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a misogynistic person myself. I did catch myself like uh, the five, first five minutes we had before we started the show. Uh, I joined and I was like, hey guys, because this is the phrase, not being a, a native English speaker, this is the most common phrase I've been used to using to say hi when I enter a room, right? It's, it's not gender inclusive and I realize that it's, it's, it can be offensive, right? So different cultures of the world have different perspective on men and women's role in society. This obviously, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not accepting that. I'm not, I'm not okay with that myself. Just putting a bit of, uh, of context into this and explaining why I think these people think like this and act like this. Obviously, it's not, it's not, it's never okay to act like I have my vision and this is how the entire world should be shaped. Like I have my thoughts and women should be only, only stay home and give birth to children, right? That's it. It's, it's, it's been the common conception, like up until a hundred years ago, that was how, was how the majority of our society was defined. But nowadays, you know, equality is everywhere and a lot of people are fighting for this. And again, I know why they think like that. I'm not okay with it. I just think that um, it, it's going to be impossible for them to change their points of view, no matter how much uh, anyone tries. It doesn't matter if it's a woman, even less if it's a woman, because they won't listen. Even if it's a man, it's just a cultural thing. And until the entire culture around them changes, they won't accept this change. Different cultures 
different ways of looking at life and uh, the, the society around us. I won't name cultures around the world that I know specifically are very misogynistic. Just won't name them, but I know they exist. And hopefully, hopefully, you know exactly the uh, cultures I'm referring to. That's a really interesting point. Maybe one to develop uh, at another date. But I'm going to pass it over to Zach for his <laughs> thoughts on this. So it, it's really difficult for me to see things like this because it's so not who I am, right? And I try to be as inclusive in the language that I use as possible. And I slip up. I, I say things that are you know, more gendered than I intend or, um, or I just say dumb things sometimes, uh, that happens, but, uh, it's very difficult for me to see something that is so pointedly just rude to, you know, 51% of the, uh, the world. Um, you know, and, the, and this isn't the only area where we see this kind of gender discrimination in tech. Um, it's not mentioned in the article, but equal pay has been a giant fight for years. And, you know, so much so that there have been, um, there have been things up to and including lawsuits in the community for this, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, it's a really important thing to make sure that as company owners, as members of the community, as uh, people who have a voice that people listen to, that we use that to uh, make sure that we bring the community together and not tear it apart. And so comments like this, uh, like these that are, are mentioned, uh, they serve no purpose but to further divide. And I just... I can't stand that. And quite the voices basically try to shut them up because they don't yeah. think their point of view is, you know, valid. Yeah. Okay, so a couple of things that I want to add in at this point, maybe three, probably two. The first one is, is tech, Michelle, and I'm going to ask you because I think you've probably got a broader perspective on it, is tech uniquely bad? Um, so as an example, if I walk down the, the high street where I live and, you know, shops left and right, left and right, left and right, it would appear that the, the balance there of people working in those kind of environments, it seems more or less to have balanced out over time. And I'm, I'm sure that 100 years ago, that would have been a different picture. But I wonder if tech is curiously imbalanced for reasons that I don't understand. I think tech is imbalanced. Um, I think it has a lot to do with our STEM uh, majors are STEAM, you know, so science, technology, engineering, right. uh, math areas that have typically been encouraged for men, but less so for women. I graduated high school in 1987. I graduated 21st out of 321 people. And yet my guidance counselor discouraged me from going to college and told me I should stay home and be a mother. Right. You know, and, and that was a woman telling a young woman that in 1987 and you would think 1987 is not like the dark ages. It isn't, you know, like, Oh, only women could go to typing school, nursing school and be teachers. Right. So, I mean, I've got a master's degree, all but dissertation on a doctorate. I clearly have what it takes to be an intelligent person working in any industry that I choose. 
and I am by far not the most intelligent woman I know. So it's, it's just, it's asinine is what it is. And it's, I think it's been a gatekeeping attempt to make sure that men are the ones that profit. Men are the ones that control. It's always about money and power. And if you keep money and power with white gentlemen, then they will continue to have the authority in government. They will continue to have the authority in business and they will continue to have the authority in those homes that believe that. And so it's, it's definitely a, 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 an issue beyond technology, but the tech industry, I mean, think back to like, like the, you know, making cars. I mean, technology isn't just computer technology, right? Technology is everything realistically. I mean, technology goes as far as, you know, making vacuum cleaners and, and kitchen gadgets, right? And the fact that women aren't even traditionally haven't been part of those things, even mm. though we've been the biggest consumers of them because of the way that our society um, groomed women and uh, young gentlemen to go in opposite paths growing up. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's crazy. I don't even know I've, what else to say about it. I've got a few a few anecdotes to throw into that before I'm going to ask my second mm-hmm. one. And the first one is that we have a family friend who has just, I say just, they're a year in. They've, they're now doing a computer science degree at a really prestigious UK university. Uh, she is the only female on the course of many hundreds. And we talked to her about this. And if you, if you rewind, it sort of goes lower. The, 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 you've got to, you go back a few years before the university application process. She was the only one doing the combination of the sciences that would get her onto that course. In, in other words, there was some filtering happening at the school level, mm-hmm. which meant that, the, that there were very few females who wished to go into those sciences. And, mm-hmm. and she knew for a fact that a lot of her friends and colleagues would enjoy this kind of career, but it just, it just got filtered out until... There she was by herself. And I think, as far as I know, enjoying the course, having a great time, will come out incredibly well qualified. But mm-hmm. the the mechanisms of society seem to have made it such that the, it, it would have appeared less interesting. So that there was that thing. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to ask was, I wonder how much of this is like a social media thing. So we're talking about it because of these horrors that we're reading. I don't mean that the problem is a social media thing. I mean, the 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 fact that it's been... You know, people are willing to say this stuff. They're basically willing to say things which are unsayable in the real world because they know that they live behind that prism of, well, anonymity, basically. I have no idea who those people are that you've mentioned. I'll never see them. They'll probably never get to say this stuff to your face. So there's a couple of things there. What's really interesting is that there were a lot, I mean, there are a lot of comments on that blog post. There were a lot of comments that we didn't publish because they were published and and. I didn't not publish them because they were antagonistic. I clearly, you can see I published antagonistic comments, but they were John at example.com. They literally anonymized themselves. Like if you're going to attack me, at least say your name. Right. So not only are you misogynist, but you're a wimp. (laughs) Yeah, They're afraid of the potential backlash of the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, then they should I, keep their mouth shut and, and stop typing the things they want to type. Say so, who you are or just go away. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the curious thing about this is there's, there's obviously no way that the four of us sitting here talking about this is going to solve this problem. But I just thought it was a, a really interesting article. And, and Michelle, you said right at the beginning that you three, and I am definitely, you were absolutely spot on. I don't see this stuff. 
for reasons that I don't know, those kind of comments never make it my way. I don't tend to associate in the real world with people who would behave like this in the real world. And for some reason, the way that Facebook serves things at me and Twitter serves things at me, I don't see it. So I was genuinely surprised by the level of ire and stupidity, frankly, that was visible. And and I, I hear it all the time, you know, Twitter's poison, but I, I don't see it because I just, it just somehow doesn't get through to me. So that, that was a, a point well made. A couple of comments come through about this. Um, the first thing was Daniel, Daniel Schultzsmith. Hello, Daniel, saying that he enjoyed your article and he thought it was great. Getting back to the Thank original you, he he comment right at the beginning when we started talking yeah. about it. Can you imagine Peacher says, Peacher Neri, hello, Peacher, um, if she had been used instead. Yeah, that would have been interesting <laughs> how that admin. reaction. she shall yeah, be. <laughs> yeah, it would have been interesting because th- then it would have been portrayed as, a well, you're bending over backwards to be politically correct or something like that, no doubt. Um, still, do- oh, are we on to, we're on to the music there. Uh, no, Tech Lead. Oh, this I don't is know the one about- who said that. Tech lead was the person, the at tech lead was the person who said that women shouldn't be coders because they might okay. get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. Uh, and then Daniel carries that on. Tech lead was fired from Fang, which I've never heard of, for his abhorrent rhetoric and being a bad developer in general. Okay, there you go. Uh, he c- I can only make a name for himself by putting others down. Well, we know that characteristic in life, don't we? Uh, Courtney, mm-hmm. WordCamp 2009, uh, one of only four women present. Okay, so some sunlight, possibly. Um, because she says then we've come so far, we've got a long way to go. So I'm guessing, um, Courtney, that, you know, both you and I were at a WordCamp recently and there were definitely more than four, although I'm not sure what the balance of that was. And then Peter Ingersoll, it's one thing to make a mistake, learn from it and try to do better. It's a completely different thing to double down on the bad and be offended and defiant. Empathy and learning should not be so hard. Yes, we live in 2022. We ought to try just to be... I mean, it still boils down to culture, right? If you're not taught empathy towards women as you grow up, you're going to keep repeating that same mistake without, you know, even thinking about it, second-guessing your intentions behind it. And you're going to stand your ground every time someone challenges your opinions on the matter. You're going like, no, this is this is the reality. I've grown up. This is the entire world I know. He looks, he or she looks out the window Right, and she or she, he or she, sorry, sees his concepts being applied to his society, the society he lives in. It's almost impossible to force these people to think about the stuff they've never seen. It's like you're trying to force them to imagine something just by using your words, something they've never seen or experienced in their lives. They go outside, right? They see their view of the world being applied in their uh, area of living right and here's someone online who's writing a message and it's, it's telling them this is not this is not correct they're gonna mm. be dismissive almost immediately of that idea because they've never experienced this otherwise women around them don't talk to them like this that's a curious point and one that i hadn't really figured on too much and michelle and i probably both live in culturally very similar countries i would imagine that you know there's there's slight differences around the edges but broadly speaking the politics is quite similar and the 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 ability for people to yeah and the legislation surrounding this is quite similar so um, i'm imagining it's the same for zach so good point christian um add a note to this so the entire thing revolves around more developed societies where 
you know, if you look at, at, at a society's needs as a pyramid, you've kind of fixed all the, the ones at the bottom, which are usually, um, you know, have access to clean water, clean air, uh, equal uh, jobs for everyone, good enough. Uh, you know, you, you, you can live above the poverty line on minimum wage. And these are bigger problems for certain parts of the world, like Eastern Europe, specifically the part I'm coming from, which is Romania, where people don't even have time to think about these. Like they haven't even been able to fix <laughs> fix the basic problems um, at their their level. Like uh, uh, they constantly focus just on getting by every single day, right? Right, yeah. but those aren't the people who are actually taking to Twitter and attacking women, right? Yeah. So it's, 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 it's an entirely different group of people. My, yeah, yeah, this is my culture. But what I'm trying to say is yeah. Yeah. more developed countries have started thinking more and more about being more inclusive, inclusive sorry, because they've already managed to fix all the basic problems. So they're, they're now moving up a tier, right? Um, I, I've moved from Romania to Lisbon to Portugal. And in many ways, Portugal is so much more developed than Romania on inclusiveness, way more developed. In other ways, it's surprisingly poorer than Romania. But in so many ways, it just proves that even though they're poorer and they might not have access to uh, higher education as much as Romanians do, they still manage to live a happy life and just be overall friendly and understanding and patient with people around them because their culture is very different than their than the one we have back in Romania. So that's that's a huge difference. They grew up entirely different. And one I, of the values is family. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point that we've never really that has never really permeated into my head before the whole culture thing because obviously you know to some extent you are a product of your environment and I, I I get what you're saying Christian in terms you're not excusing it you're just basically saying this is maybe uh, if you look back maybe this is a cause of it and um, yeah it's curious really interesting anyway I was deeply annoyed by the piece oh yeah don't get me wrong it's annoying yeah really annoying and there's a couple of people in here making some fairly deep thank, thank you by the way fang okay fang f i should have spotted it it's an acronym of course fang facebook amazon apple netflix google i get it uh facebook user whoever you are uh christian has the most soothing calming voice of course he does he's got a company called wp chill it's obvious now <laughs> i get it um so also daniel saying christian the folks making these comments are from industrialized nations and know better this isn't a culture thing and i'm not sure daniel that's the point that he was trying to make i think he was trying to make the point that in some cultures it is more difficult even though in these cases these individuals are just ignorant and inexcusable aren't they so yeah anyway i'll let you and uh, daniel fight that out on twitter <laughs> <laughs> anyway i just wanted to mention that kathy zant was so um uh, well she was in awe of your piece i think is probably the best way to describe it and i want to raise a uh, a piece which came from it uh, it was called women should code and it's at kathyzant.com forward slash women dash should dash code which is zant.com uh sorry 
Zant, I apologize. Yeah, just Zant. What a nice URL she got there. Oh, how yes. I would love to have Wrigley.com. I suspect a large chewing gum manufacturer bagged that long before I got it. Um, anyway, she's written this piece about the fact that she has, has noticed similar trends and the fact that she's been the recipient of this and makes the point that she's just as capable as anyone else stand down basically but go and read it in its entirety because you know like the friend in our the friend of our family you know she's an she's an epic 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 coder by all accounts and yet is you know faced with the problems that the industry is going to give to her right let's draw a line under that one and move on um, so totally different subject. Now we're back onto WordPress, the code and the software and so on. WordPress.org, it needs a homepage redesign and they are looking for some ideas. Apparently it hasn't been changed since 2016. Um, a lot has changed in WordPress since 2016. That, of course, I think was long before Gutenberg was even like the, the kernel of an idea. But now that's all baked in. And I just wanted to mention it. If you're interested in this, you can go and give your, give your opinion about it. There are, you basically, you can get involved. They've got some ideas around what that new design may look like and so on. But some curious ideas jumped out. And this, I think, is cool. One of the people commenting, I can't remember whether it was on this piece or a ciliary piece over at WP Tavern written by Sarah Gooding. But somebody suggested, wouldn't it be a great idea if the homepage featured a bunch of patterns that you could then just use on your own website? And I thought, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of cool. Just show off what's possible. Um, so the page is looking a bit out of date. If you're interested in getting involved in that, you can. And I will put the links in the show notes for tomorrow. I don't know if Christian, Michelle or Zach, you've got anything you want to say about that. But if not, I'll just move on. I think the interesting thing about the uh, Project Kickoff post is actually Matt's comment on it. Um, oh, right at the bottom. Right, right, right. I saw that. Yeah, right at the bottom. A couple of days ago. Do you want to read? Do you, shall I just read it out quickly? Or yeah. yeah, go for it. Yeah, so he said, this should take a week or two to launch, not months. And the most interesting part will be the stats and the feedback after launch and the subsequent iterations we make from there, not a long process before. The forward slash news redesign took criminally long. I thought that was an interesting choice of language. Uh, we have a lot of .org to redesign and a lot of accumulated croft, for example, the navigation right now. We can't take too long on any one part. Right, carry on. So I just thought it was very interesting that that was... You know, his take on how quickly these things should be done. Um, I, I think he's right to a point, but I also think that planning makes things take two weeks rather than the other way around. Not planning makes things take longer sometimes. Um, so I was curious what the rest of the panel here thought on, on that, if, if, if he's right or if we just need to plan and do this, you know, the longer yet possibly more effective way i'm in, i'm imagining just very brief thoughts on this i'm imagining that doing it quickly without a lot of thought would i mean there's got to be a lot of seo on that page a lot of real solid years and years and years of things built up and just quickly throwing something out and iterating on it is maybe not what i would be doing i'd want to really make sure that we'd crossed all the i's and dotted the t's um but yeah, I do like the idea of moving things quickly. But two weeks, two to two, three weeks seems really, really quick for a property such as WordPress.org, which, you know, it's got to be in the top couple of hundred website visit, visits on earth, I would have thought. 
Anyway, sorry, Christian or Michelle? Uh, Michelle, please. Well, clearly it's not like they just thought thought this up on the 16th and are going mm. to implement it in two weeks. So there's been some forethought already. I don't know what that is and how much. I, I, I won't say planning since clearly that's not the word we're using. But there's definitely been some forethought about it and what should go into it. Um, also, I am a strong proponent of done is better than perfect. Because if you are seeking perfection, it will take forever. And we know that we hate when things take forever in WordPress, especially. Um, I love Cameron's. Cameron says, I'd be curious to know when the last time was that Matt actually built a website. <laughs> but um, I, I am Three one weeks of those ago, people. apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I, um, I like to build a website overnight. I'm one of those people that will just like sit up and, and take 12 hours, finish it and be done. Or at least mostly done. And yeah. so, um, you know, I could see some of the benefits of that. Yeah. Christian. Uh, I just think that um, you can kind of feel Matt's frustration with how slow th slowly things have been moving in this, you know, uh, with development. Like all the plans they had for Gutenberg are way, way delayed right now. And he's been, you know, uh, popping up on Twitter or anywhere, anywhere basically public in the past few weeks with kind of a bit of harsher comments. And it's, it's, Kind of, it kind of feels like okay. Let's 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 ship this. Let's let's do a basic version first and iterate on it based on feedback, which is the uh, it's it's my personal mo uh, way of doing things as well. First we break things, then we ask for apologies. Right? Move really. Fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should first ask yeah. questions later. Um, yeah. Totally totally out of context. I know. Just. Um, but idea is like. They've spent so much time in the past iterating, asking for feedback, right? And at the end, they just shipped a version that the community was not happy with, and they 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 had a lot of pushback from the community. And yet they were like, "No, yeah, we we spent so much time on this. Let's just you know, just keep it live like this instead of that. Like, how about we spend less time in the initial phase, just ship it, and then like do small increments, small update, small updates on on a page based on community feedback. So at least." we're hearing their ideas and thoughts and actually working on this to make sure everyone's, you know, not everyone's, but the points that yeah. actually matter are being in more, um, more waterfall than sorry, more agile than waterfall. Yeah, like, imagine exactly. the, uh, the, the stakeholder, uh, on the sort of agile product, maybe just like one or two people in a committee room. This it's like millions, millions of people with their own opinions on what it should look like. I'm sharing the, the design aesthetic. If you've looked at, I think, you know, if you've looked at like Josepha's um, blog and various other places like Gutenberg, you'll you'll see this creeping in, this this blue and this font. And I, I have to say, I really like it. I think it's really nice. It, it, it definitely looks different to anything else I've seen, which in this day and age, I think is really hard to achieve. The first time I saw that blue and that font on a WordPress site was a bit, ooh, okay, that's curious. So I think they're going in the right direction. But yeah, for my part... I, I always like to slow things down to get this right, but yeah, Christian, let's go. Let's go for the agile approach. Let's throw it out there and see what the uh, see what the community thinks. Over here, we've got somebody, Facebook user. I'm not sure who you are, but um, two weeks is too short, in my humble opinion. It sounds rushed, and it will most likely be in that case. Um, yeah, that doesn't mean okay. it's, it's going to be bad. Yeah, yeah, just uh, just quicker. Yeah, well, like you say, the the fact that Matt used words criminally, it took a criminally long time. I think it is pointing to the fact that he would like things to More fast. go quicker because yeah. yeah, the timelines are definitely getting pushed back a little bit. Okay, thanks for all of your thoughts on that. 
All right, that's the same piece, basically. Okay, very quickly, nice new feature. Gutenberg 13.6 has now got a pattern modal. So basically, when you create a new custom post from a new custom post type, then you're going to get the opportunity in Gutenberg 13.6 to choose a pattern from a modal, like a full screen modal that pops up, which is kind of nice. I like this way of doing things. I've always liked it in things like Elementor and all those page builders where, you know, start a page, click a template, in you go. Just seems like a really nice way to make a quick start. So that's coming soon. Again, sorry, I'm rushing because I realize how much time we've got left. Um, if you've got anything on that, just jump in. If not, I will move on. It's moving on time. Okay. Right. Anne McCarthy got in touch. She wanted me to mention that the full site editing call for testing has arrived. It's number 15, category customizations. And I'll quote to keep it brief. This call for testing focuses on what on the surface feels like a common task you might have done in the site editor, creating a new template and applying it to some posts as you go through the tasks. Well, you can read that bit for yourself. But basically, if you're interested in testing out the full site editing, they're on two categories and what templates bound to categories might look like. So in other words, if you go and you have a, a post with a category of WordPress, you could create in full site editing, hopefully in the near future, a template which will deal with WordPress categorized posts. And they want to check this out. And there's a whole bunch of instructions, the process she wants you to walk through and then give feedback to on the end. I don't suppose anybody's got anything, so I'm just going to crack on. Right, okay, this is Zach's wheelhouse because it's about performance, the performance team adding persistent object cache and full page cache to site health checks site health checks whenever somebody says object cache i faint so i've managed to get through fairly easily at this point to quote in the near future wordpress may be able to provide better caching recommendations for site owners because the performance team contributors are proposing two new site health checks for persistent object cache swoon and full site page cache um, the Performance Lab plugin, which is at version 1.2.0, has both in a state the team says is ready for merging into core. Quite a few uh, comments on this piece, but I'm just going to... Okay, let's just hand it over to Zach. Zach, tell us what this is even about, and then tell us whether it's a good thing or not. So really, this is about uh, letting you know if the site that you're running the, you know, the site health check on is properly cached, both object caching and full page caching. Um, the the comments are, are kind of an interesting thing uh, yeah. on this one um, because what they've done is they've added hooks that are filters that hosts can use that allow um, replacing some of the notes with the preferred object caching or even page caching for the uh, the host that you're working with, which I think is actually a good thing. Uh, but people are saying that they don't think that hosting companies should have the ability to change anything that the site health checks say. Um, that'd be great if all hosting was the same, right? <laughs> yeah. but, it's, but it's not. It's just not. Um, so uh, I, I think I th that... Go on, sorry, please carry on. I think that them being able to go in and, and put something there that helps people on their platform, if it's called out as being a recommendation from the host, right? If there's something there that says your host says this in addition to, that would be probably the best of both worlds. 
Yeah, so this idea that your hosting company could hook in and add extra information about their platform, I read that and instantly thought, that's cool. That's exactly mm-hmm. what we want because then your hosting company can tell you, look, it's not just some sort of generic thing. Go to this page on this dashboard and click this button. And if that doesn't work, then we need to get on a chat and you know you need to call up support. And I just thought that was really cool. And then the first comment um, says, hosting companies should not have the ability to fiddle with site health checks. And then I started to think, oh, I wonder if it's like, you know, can you imagine hosting companies like dropping advertising in there or just something really nefarious like that? And then I was thinking, okay, maybe that's where they're coming from. They just don't want hosting companies to be able to inject something into your dashboard in what looks like an authoritative WordPress place because it could very, you know, you've got the the upgraded caching option where you can click this button and pay us another $10 a month for this particular suite of products and so on. And so I got that. So I'm wondering, maybe that's what the, maybe that's what the concern was about hosts getting in there and putting messaging that really doesn't do the user too many favors, but does them some favors for their bottom line. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Maybe I'm reading this wrong, but couldn't host just hook in to those filters and just change the output message, making it look like, yeah, we're we've got we we're we're doing all these things here. Everything's fine, you know. Don't bug us about it. Don't worry about it. Your site is running absolutely perfect. Uh, so I'll give it some context. So uh, this is from Sarah Gooding's piece on WP Tavern, where she's quoting Manuel Manuel or Manuel uh, Rodriguez, uh, who is from the performance team, who said, and I presume she's quoting, hosts may uh, sorry a few details about the way filters might be used. Hosts may want to replace the notes to recommend their preferred op. op- Uh, See, I can't even say it. Object caching solution. Hosts may want to replace the original link to WordPress documentation with their own guide link. Well, in that way, they are completely open to advertising if it's just a link, I guess. Uh, It might not be in the site, but they could easily create a beautiful landing page. Hosts or site owners may want to bypass thresholds and force suggestions or filter them to determine whether to suggest use of a persistent object cache. Developers can filter the threshold below with which which a response time is considered good most of those seem like sensible options to me i guess my concern is that somebody just decides to abuse it um but yeah that all just seemed on the face of it it's like all these things it's a sensible idea but you've got to think about the abuse bit because if it is abused it suddenly turns out to be not a good idea yeah okay um anything on that zach any more to add or have you have you had your bit so the the one thing i will say is that it does look like uh, the notes are actually just a variable being filtered, so it looks like you can just add text, um, possibly a link. So it, it doesn't look like it would be very easy to abuse, but it could be abused. Um, yeah. The nice thing is yeah. that that would only show up in environments where uh, a plugin has overridden those you know, by adding filters to those. Um, I. I- I can totally see the piece, though, where, you know, so so you take Squarespace as an example. They just don't need to worry about this because all of their all of their customers are just using their solution. They're just Mm going to deal with the performance and the user never needs to know. But depending on which 
configuration of plugins you've got and therefore which and which hosting platform you're on and what tier you're paying for and how much RAM you've got, you know, all of the bits and pieces which go to make up hosting. WordPress does need something like this because if they are going to be performant and they're going to keep up with the likes of Squarespace, then we need regular users to have some sort of insight into, well, hang on a minute, your site's not performing very, very well because you haven't done this thing. And this does seem to me to be a sensible a sensible way forward. So, yeah. Well, and that kind of leads into our next uh, piece, which was the, um, yeah, the, the podcast uh, with Felix on the tavern. And, you know, how important thinking about performance is from the beginning. So, you know, Felix is involved in the new WordPress performance team where Core is actually trying to focus in on performance as a key thing. Uh, whereas it's just been kind of a, a given that we should be doing it, but it's never been checked that we are. Um, yeah. So that's a, a big change. And, you know, how important it is for us to think about performance as we're building, because now search engines are really looking at how fast pages are more than ever before, and that future rankings might be affected by this. And given that, you know, Felix is working at Google as a developer relations engineer um, and has been the lead engineer on the SiteKit plugin, which Google uses as a you know, way to uh, get your data into Google. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say something else then. <laughs> no. no, into Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was trying to think of the best way to say it without. <laughs> trying to be accusatory. You could have said way. dashboard, but that I thought that yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it goes a little of both ways, you know. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. get your data from Google into your dashboard and get yeah. data from your site to Google. Um but yeah, you know, given that he's there, I, I would imagine he has some insight into how search engines like Google are looking at our our page performance and speed. It's so. fascinating as well that Google are now seemingly all over WordPress, you know, uh, go back several years and uh, I, several means quite a lot, you know, a decade or more. I don't remember Google having the sort of dominance, taking the big booth at the WordCamps. Now they're all over the place. You know, they're always like the gold tier sponsor. They've got the giant booth. They're really interested. You know, they've got this sidekick plugin. They're paying people like Felix, not just to be part of the community, but to build and develop plugins because they know, they know WordPress, 43 whatever percent, we'll come to that later. Um, they know that this stuff matters. And on these proprietary platforms, you don't have to think about it. On WordPress, you really do. So yeah, there's quite a lot of wisdom from Felix in that episode. I, I really, I, I struggled my way through it, but I uh, managed to get through it with a modicum of knowledge. There was quite a lot that ended up on the editing floor. Let's just say that, where I said, can you explain that to me? And I'll ask the question again, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it came out good in the end. So go and check that out on the tavern. And can I say, I've got to say, Zach, nice segue. Brilliant. <laughs> Your, that, was, that was pretty darn good. Okay, very quickly, WordCamp Asia is open. Call for Speakers has now opened. Do I need to say anything else? Um, looks like the event obviously got cancelled because of COVID. Oh, I mean, in the most horrific way. They were like a week away from it all happening, and then it all got pulled. It is going to be hosted, according to the site here, on the 17th to the 19th of February 
in Bangkok, Thailand. One and a half thousand people expected. And they obviously want people to speak because that's kind of the point. So if you're into that, if you fancy jetting over to Thailand and you want to speak, now is the moment. The article on WP Tavern will help you locate all of that. And if you can't travel, we just announced the call for speakers for um, November 18th for uh, WordFest. Nice. I missed that piece. Darn. I'll mention that next week. Okay, yeah. thank you. Oh, okay. I'll put that on. Da, 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 da. Where's it gone? Where's it gone? Where's it? I can't see it in the chat, but maybe that's... In the private chat? In the private chat, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it somehow just popped up in my thing there. So oh. let's just add that in quickly because that's worth mentioning. I will probably do a better job of mentioning that in the near future as well. I appreciate it. I think yeah, I'm on next okay. week with you so I can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's great. Okay, well, there it is anyway. <laughs> Wordfest.live forward slash 2022 November forward slash November. Uh, so, yeah, if you don't want to attend and get on a plane... WordFest has got your back. Alrighty. I'm going to leave that one because there isn't enough time. Oh, no! I don't want to leave that one because Christian wanted to talk about this one. Is that right, Christian? Have I remembered correctly? Uh, yeah, but if we don't have enough time, we can just skip over because it's going to be a long conversation around this one. Okay. So, uh, I, think, I think I'm going to drop this one if that's all right because sure, I just absolutely. don't think we've got the time. Just a quick couple of shout-outs. Uh, if you're into using blocks, you've probably heard of Stackable. Stackable is a premium suite of blocks that you can add into your WordPress website. They come up with quite a nice new one, which I don't know I've seen before. I could be wrong. Um, it's called the Map Block, and it does exactly what you'd imagine. You click the Map Block, and it enables you to locate it, drop unique pins in it, color it in certain ways, all of the stuff that you've seen elsewhere that you've probably had to wrangle with an, with the code over on the Google website, you can now just do that. And Maps, like basically almost every site seems to have a Google Map on it these days on the Contact Us page. So this seems like a pretty cool idea. Uh, you can check it out on stackable.com on their blog. It came out last week, so you can check that out in your time if you like. Right, nothing to do with WordPress, but I just wanted to plug this tool. I've got this. It's called Hoverify. It's a Chrome extension. Who knows? Maybe it's Firefox as well. I don't really know. But it's a co wicked cool little um, extension which allows you to inspect your site. You know, it doesn't try to do an awful lot of stuff, but it enables you to, for example, download all the assets from a particular web page. So obviously, if it's your own website and you just need to get a particular image, you can just chock them all down. Get, you can get videos and stuff. So, you know, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying you would want to use that. But if you did like taking videos off the internet, this apparently will allow you to do it. It's just really cool. It's constantly under development. They send an email like every two or three weeks where they've overhauled something or done something new. Just highly recommended, basically. Hoverify, it's on AppSumo. So go to AppSumo and you know, type in Hoverify, and you'll be able to get it for $49, it looks like, which honestly, I think is a great deal. Okay, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this one. Vladimir Smitka uh, has produced a blog post this week, which I, I, I read and I, I really was like, oh, really? That's a thing? Oh, Lord. So the five-minute install of WordPress, chuck the files over, link it up, to, you know, then go and create a database and then write down those credentials somewhere. Then if, within a few minutes, you're going to go into WordPress, launch the site, type in the database name, user, and password, and all that sort of stuff. And yay, WordPress website, dead simple. <laughs> no, 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 because it turns out that there's nefarious people out there who are scraping uh, the registration of new domain names 
and then with some sort of clever jiggery pokery, which is explained in this website, in the time it takes you to go and write down your database credentials and all of that, well, they've just gone and done it for you. They've just got into your site, set up the account, put in a load of backdoors, whatever they like. And I just thought, oh, Lord. So now it needs to be the famous two-minute install or the famous 12-second install. Or we need a different install process altogether. Or I guess you could just use your hosting company, which might just do all this uh, you know, in a few milliseconds. Um, but yeah, I just thought this was absolutely fascinating. I'm not really explaining it very well. It's worth a read. But I suspect that Zach has something to say about this. I could be wrong. Yeah, so this is why I don't make sites live until I'm done with yep. uh <laughs> making sure that things are are secure and taken care of like that um a lot of hosts when you you know create a new application or a new a new site um they take care of these steps for you so that's a helpful thing um yeah. if you're doing it on your own yeah just make sure that you don't have uh the installer open to the world um until you've gone through the process. That's the easiest way to avoid this. I guess yeah. I guess the problem here is that like for the for the nerds listening to this podcast episode, they're gonna be able to go, yep, yeah, okay, that makes sense. We won't do it that way in the future, or we'll mitigate it somehow. We'll read around the problem and figure it out. But mm -hmm. this is this is like kind of the official way of doing it. And if the hackers are figuring out ways to just circumvent it in the teeny tiny amount of time that it takes to do that process. You know, literally minutes they figured out what mm -hmm. your IP address is. And I've got to say, it's just fascinating the way that they cover their tracks. You know, they're using all these VPNs to discover things and then entering the credentials and then setting things up in your website and then kind of backing away so that it looks like everything's completely normal. Essentially, yep. probably to send email from your website, which nobody wants. But this is the official way of doing it. And if there's a backdoor into this, which is being exploited by robots, then do we need a change? Do we need this to like not be an official way because that's a that's a real problem waiting to happen. We get millions of these all over the internet. Ooh. Yeah, I think that you know, it it is troublesome that it's so easy to uh, take advantage of an open WordPress install um like this. Uh 4 minutes from the, the certificate issue to abuse the installer. But in some minute. cases, the attacker managed to do it in under one minute. So even the one-minute install wouldn't be enough. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, from a technical perspective, I don't really know of the the way that you would circumvent that. You know, if you are literally downloading WordPress and you're uploading it FTP, SFTP, whatever it may be, you're doing it in that manner that presumably there's got to be some point at which you are given a form to fill up the config file with the information that is required. Like, I don't know in the current the current way of doing things if there is a way around that. Obviously, like you said, you know, your host can take care of this and probably it'll all happen bada bing, just all more or less immediately, obviating that problem. But ooh, ooh, yeah. Uh, Christian or Michelle, anything on that before we press on? No, not really. Okay. Nope. Nope. All right. Anyway, just be careful out there. You've got a yeah. new WordPress website, you know, just be careful. That's all we're careful. saying. 
So we're saying, uh, okay, jobs. We sometimes mention that there's jobs around, and this week I came across the fact that Lifter LMS, they have a web developer job. If you like writing code, they're hiring a web developer to write new code, evolve existing code bases, and accelerate the Lifter LMS engineering function. You can go and find out about it. LifterLMS.com forward slash web dash developer Lifter LMS. I think you're wearing their shirt today. I Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. Can I just say, during the course of this episode, I have discovered I've made a really fascinating breakthrough about how to cool down. And it is this. You put your legs out under the desk and you just gently rotate like that. And (laughs) my lower half has just dropped by about 10 degrees centigrade. It's absolutely lovely. My top half is still like I'm in a cauldron. But the, the lower <laughs> half is it's really feeling good. So there you go. Hot tip. <laughs> Quite literally hot <laughs> tip. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, it comes. You can find this hot tip over at WP Chill. <laughs> oh, <my goodness>. <laughs> <laughs> it's all happening this oh, week. My oh, I know. We're plumbing new depths. We're plumbing new depths. Okay. It may, you may or may not know, but the automatic, I, I'm going to say automatic. I think it's automatic. Anyway, the, the Matt Mullenweg in some way is the custodian of Tumblr. And there was a uh, an interesting podcast, which I listened to this week over at TechCrunch. This has got nothing to do with WordPress, but I just thought it'd be quite an interesting debate. We have Matt Mullenweg making the claim that he thinks that Tumblr can be better than Twitter. And, and I just think, okay, if you'd said that to me six months ago, I would have said, mm, no, not so much. Nobody's interested in Tumblr. But I wonder, I wonder what with Elon sort of poking around and now backing away and everybody seeming to be questioning whether Twitter's going to be around in the same form that it will be. Anybody, is there anything in this story? Does anybody use Tumblr for anything at all, ever, anymore? Or is this just him trying to... You know, trying to make something out of nothing. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Well, <laughs> the younger generation spent a lot of time there, and then the not safe for work stuff went away. Yes, yeah, that's that's what I'll say. Yes, <laughs> made a lot of people sad. Yeah, yeah. I just can't see it. It just doesn't feel to me like a place which is getting any traction at all. I mean, I've used it, but I, it feels to me like it's a you know like a bit like, bit of a MySpace. It got to the point where. If if it, if it's not the thing that everybody's using, it quick very very quickly. You know, it just stagnates and nobody's going to be sort of hanging around in there. I can't see myself installing Tumblr for love nor money, to be honest. I think the point he's trying to make is that with Twitter moving into the long form content game, yeah, yeah. and Tumblr getting Gutenberg and all the goodies that have made WordPress such a great publishing platform, they're essentially building out a better publishing. Uh, tool yeah Twitter is or ever will be right that's that's the difference i think he's making here otherwise you know just making it as popular as twitter given where it is right now i think it's going to be a really uh, horrible uphill struggle yeah because it feels to me as if the only interface that i i mean j- just to get this out of the way i'm the most lousy twitter user i really am you know I, i'm unable to understand it in most ways but all I, the only interface I want is a text box and a keyboard. I don't need the, I don't need the flashy, you know, the grids, and I don't need the containers and the groups and all of that. I just want a 
uh, the ability to type some text and maybe throw, you know, an incendiary GIF in um, because that's that's what Twitter is. You know, it's like this very quick in and out. Don't think about it too much, as Michelle can attest to the lack of thought um, <laughs> platform. And it's not really about long form publishing. I, I don't know. I just wonder if we're eating the WordPress uh, they, they lunch. So Twitter think it is because they've got a lot of creators and uh, as an audience, right, building up huge following numbers, follower numbers, sorry, on, on Twitter. And then they're linking to their blog post. They're like, and if you want to read more, just go to my my website here and re- read this blog post where I have uh, wrote a 5,000 word piece on it. Now, Twitter is just trying to take people away from going out of their platform and keeping yeah. them there, right? Yeah. It's 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 it, it makes sense in a way, uh, especially with the acquisition of uh, Review. They're trying to go after Substack now, so basically just create a long-form content and lock it behind a paywall, all on Twitter. So you don't have you don't need a website now. You don't pay for hosting. You don't have to fiddle with SEO uh, settings. You don't have to install anything. You don't have to worry about security. You don't have to worry about anything. It just works out of the box. It's just one platform, right? It's just one yeah. place to have yeah. it all for you. Easy to get money from other people. They've introduced monetization. It's easy to connect with your audience. Everything lives there. You've got built-in analytics right now. So it makes well, a lot of sense. History shows that he's pretty good at you know turning platforms into giant successes. So yeah. <laughs> what do I know? But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, there we go. Tumblr. Let's see if any. Let, let's come back to this story in literally six months' time and see if there's any change. Sure. My guess. Uh, well, I think we know what my guess is from everything that I've just said. <laughs> okay, Michelle, you're up. We got the the Learn Dash piece. Learn Dash. Yeah, I've got the Learn Dash website up here. Um, yeah. The Learn Dash Cloud website. Yes. Tell me about this. So, Learn Dash Cloud is a way for content creators, course creators, to launch their content and their courses without having to already have a WordPress website. Learn Dash Cloud is better than SaaS because it actually continues to use WordPress, but for anybody, uh, it comes with, you get your site, a WordPress site with Learn Dash pre-installed, and uh, you just start creating your content right from there. So it's uh, brand new. We just launched it last week. We're still working out, you know, those, those, just launched um, issues and questions and and uh, answering questions people have and uh, it's but it's brand new it's fresh off the presses and we already have people creating courses with it so it's very exciting. So is it a rock up? Pay your money and click click some buttons and you've got yourself an LMS. Everything's taken care of, a la WordPress.com kind of thing. You just yes. you've got to bring the the material, but all the other bits right. and pieces we- are done. We don't create your curriculum for you. No, you that would be really that. good. <laughs> <laughs> just click here to spin up a photography class. No, it That's right. Like yeah. That. Maybe yeah. someday, but not yet. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Um, so it's a basically done for you solution. You, but it it's is. still leverage with WordPress, so you can throw right. your third party plugins and whatever else it is that you've been. So let's say that you've built your website in, you know, an alternative. Um, content management system, you can still have LearnDash by linking through to your coursework on your LearnDash cloud website. 
This is cool. So when did this actually launch then? Last Tuesday. Nice. So it really is new. Mm -hmm. Let's have a quick check it's on the pricing, new. shall we? Yeah. Okay. So da, 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 199 per year per site. Um, you can see on the screen all the bits and pieces that go in. Oh, that, yeah. Okay. So if you double that to 399, you're going to get 10 sites per year. And if you are some kind of like Uber school, like a university or something, you can go unlimited. Oh, you double it again. Okay. Right. This that's, is a, not, that, that's not one course. That's a site with as many courses as you'd right, like to create. Right. This pricing model, it, it just always fascinates me. The idea that you go from one, double it to 10, double it to unlimited. I just find it so interesting because a lot of companies seem to be doing this exact model now, that exact number, one, ten, unlimited. And there must be there must be wisdom in that. But uh, there you go, one well, site. There aren't, there aren't a lot of people that need unlimited, right? So Yeah, yeah. I mean, it never is. I mean, it you know, if it was right. unlimited, we'd literally be consuming the Earth's resources. But one, <laughs> ten, or unlimited, uh, there you go. Learn to learn from you. That includes your hosting. I mean, we're hosting it too, yeah. so you know yeah. it's everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that doesn't. It's if you flip the switch on the pricing page to full site, then you'll see the cloud. Got it. Got it. There we go. Thank you so much. Oh, sorry, sorry. I apologize. You were looking oh, at the plugin. Right. What a full so this I am. Is, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Twenty nine per pricing. month for the cloud hosting. Mm -hmm. So new, in fact, is it that both me and Michelle didn't spot that there's a toggle at the top. <laughs> Luckily, we've saying. got Zach but along for the ride. And uh, yeah. For, for launch, it's a um, a monthly. We're going to be moving that to annual fees um, very shortly. So this is your okay. opportunity to get in at that price. Thank you. Very mm -hmm. nice indeed. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Um, this one is going to be coming back to um, Christian because he's thrown this one in. This is from a, a website called Get Ellipsis. They're a website, specific WordPress marketing agency. Um, and they've got this thing this week called the Launching the Weather Report. WordPress is down 10.4%. percent i got to say, uh, Christian, I read this and then I read it again and I still didn't get it. So explain it to wrong. me. So I read it three times before I could make sense of it. <laughs> oh, damn. You're not the okay. only one. And, and, and I kind of, kind of um, intuitively knew what they're trying to say, or at least assumed what they're trying to say. And yet I couldn't figure it out just by reading their piece. So it looks to me like uh, they're trying to build a tool and they're building the bits and pieces right now. And the first piece they've built is this algorithm there it's internal right and it kind of measures the health uh, of the entire wordpress space but not as we've been used to measuring it in the past like uh, yoast's famous yearly reports with wordpress's you know uh, yeah. wordpress is going up wordpress is going down wordpress is stagnating in terms of growth which is another story for another day Long story, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the way they've done this, it's so confusing. It confused so many people on a post out of Slack channel. Um, they're not open sourcing their data. They're not telling us where they're pulling in this data, how much data they're pulling in, what exactly is being included in this uh, algorithm. Like, you know, when you're looking at an SEO algorithm, Google gives you a list of 200 plus factors they look at and tell you, here's a huge list of things we look at when we determine the quality of a website or a web page. 
And in this specific case, you know nothing about it. You just know that something is down 10.4%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From what I've gathered is like they take all the data, all the keywords they monitor for the clients, even the keywords that they haven't used for the client. So uh, imagine imagine they, they do keyword research for your project, right? And they come, they, 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 they take this list of keywords they come up with and pass it through their AI and are left at the end with only a handful of keywords they deem are uh, good to go after because you have the highest chances of ranking number one. But they, they, they pluck the entire list into a database and then they monitor all of these keywords. Uh, that's how they ended with 100,000 active keywords they monitor plus volumes from uh, ad budgets that their clients spend and they somehow aggregate all this data and according to them, all of this aggregated data is down 10.4%. That's that's the bottom line. How that's useful to you or applicable, I don't know. Uh, yeah, because I was thinking to myself, you know, last year I bought four cushions. This yeah. year I bought no cushions. So cushions I'm, are I'm down. Kind of cushions, yeah, cushions are down absolutely across yeah. the planet. They're all yeah. down, yeah. and uh, that's that's all the data. And it said, so, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really know what to make of this. I mean, it, I saw people linking to it all over the all over the place, and obviously, you know, ten point four, ten point. 4% down. Oh, yeah, yeah. good grief. We need to really re-examine our relationship with WordPress. And I thought, but the, what What data? What on earth is this about? So what, did you glean that there was anything meaningful in here? Or was it just, okay, we've got some data. We're not going to tell you what it so, is, but it's down. I think I can summarize this as the idea is good. The execution is not. Got it. The idea is good. They're trying to set themselves up, some set themselves up as an authority in this space where everyone just goes every quarter to check in on the WordPress health, right? So just go to their web page tool, whatever, where they, they're going to host this specific report. Uh, and they can always help you get your numbers up because they're marketing agency, they're the authority in this space. But otherwise, at the end, just reading this, it's so, so, so confusing. It just feels rushed. Like they worked on this for so long that at the end of it, just says publish it. And we'll see. What right. Happens. Yeah. All that works very hard on the data, but uh, the last little yeah. mile yeah. communicating yeah. of what that data actually means was, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what they come back to. I will link to it in the show notes because uh, we've been speaking about it. So it's over at getellipsis.com. I, I don't Maybe. think it's a bad thing, by the way. Just yeah. think it's very confusing. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll find out, you know, if next year when WordPress is down exactly 10.4% on yeah. every metric, it. Yeah. we'll be like, Good Lord, they are good. Yeah. Uh, Falcon AI is the technology that they're working on, and it's consuming data from all over the place, but we don't know where. So uh, let us know where the data is coming from and what you're doing with it, and uh, maybe we'll be able to make more sense of it. Uh, very last piece, because the time is fast running out. We've got two minutes left, but Michelle, right at the 11th hour, wanted to throw, we don't do this very often, Michelle, an actual mm. book. An actual book physical thing with real ink uh, I'm a bit I suspicious actually, about these things to be honest I actually pre-ordered it so I'm looking forward to getting it very soon um, but this is a book by Maddie Osman who is you may 
know who she is, um, has done a lot within the WordPress community. And she's written a book called Writing for Humans and Robots, The New Rules of Content Style. And so this book actually in, in 30 minutes, it's going to hit all of the uh, Twitters and Facebooks and everything else with a huge book launch. Um, but congratulations to Maddie. And very much looking forward to reading it. We're actually going to have her on Underrepresented in Tech podcast this week because she has a whole section on inclusive writing, which I don't think we've seen in very many um, books and things about content writing. So um, mm -hmm. very excited to talk to her about that, too. So congratulations to Maddie. And uh, it's not expensive. Go out and pick up her book. Well, if, you, uh, if you've got the Kindle Unlimited, which apparently is on my screen uh it's 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 completely free at the moment so uh go and go oh, the paperback's going to be 12 dollars and 99 cents thank you for raising that to uh for us i did want to yeah. right at the beginning of the podcast i said that i would link to zach's instagram account where he shows off all of his cool um concert photography there it is uh instagram.com forward slash zay s-t-e-p-e-c um zach okay. stepek and let me see if I can put that actually into uh, uh, failing me. Right. Let me see if I can put that on the actual website. Let's have a quick look at some of your cool photography. Go Instagram. Will I be allowed to use Instagram if I don't have an account? Okay. Yes. Only use essential cookies. Oh, look at this. Oh, you are good. <laughs> Thank you. And if anyone from our panel, uh, I'm talking to the two photographers we have here need an image gallery solution i can connect it to someone <laughs> yay <laughs> christian we were going to talk about that we haven't yet so i'll I'll, um, I'll i'll ping you over in uh slack and after please the, after do meeting. zach as well invitation is always open i've got three lifetime licenses for you folks so just hit me up we'll definitely awesome. be taking advantage of that <laughs> oh look yeah. this is what happens to me when i use instagram i it's, get that i don't know if you I can get you can go a little bit and then you can then I you uh, get over it. Back. Can I get over that? This is no, great. Do you, you actually get time to listen? Yeah. Yeah. So we're only allowed to take pictures in the first three songs of each right. set. So we get the rest of the set to just enjoy and listen. And then, um, you know, I'm in front of the barricade. <laughs> so. Oh, you're in that little bit, that little gap mm -hmm. where all the people who've got thrown out the mosh pit end up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's safe, here's, here's safe zone. Little, yeah. yeah. A little known fact for you too, Nathan, is our eyes and our ears work at the same time. So oh, no, no, I don't, don't confound me with that. That's not true. I've heard this rumor. And it's definitely not true. But yeah, I can barely cope with standing up, let alone all of that. What I really like about this is you've you've kind of like got a, a groove going on, haven't you? There's obviously like a there's obviously a way of handling this, and um, you know, there's like a certain art to it, and uh, the lighting great, seems to be a big eye. part of it. Yeah, yeah. Zach is phenomenal with his camera. Wow. Thank you. Nice job. I'll put that into my uh, into the show notes for tomorrow, and let's see let's see what people want to yeah. make of that. So that's uh, Instagram.com forward slash Z, as we say, Stepek. So Z Stepek, and like I say, I'll link to it in the show notes tomorrow. Oh, I am actually hot. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm freezing. I know. I know. It's, it's not fair. My AC, we should, my really. AC is 
the AC is going crazy here. So. Oh, I see. Okay, well, I'll trade your AC for my hot, <laughs> if possible. But thank you. Thanks for joining us, uh, Michelle Frechette. Thanks for joining us, Zach. Thanks for joining Hi. us, Christian. Now, Zach and Christian, I'm sorry to do this to you, but it, there's a humiliating portion of the podcast mm. which is about to happen. And, yeah, it's this bit. We've just all put our hands up. <laughs> And we just sort of wave for a few seconds, and then I can use that as the album art and give it a bit yeah, of that. Sure. Yay! <laughs> That's it. The humiliating bit is over. We will be back it, next actually. week. I it's not why that humiliating. Start with that, honestly. Yeah. Oh, just, okay. Yeah. It just sets the mood for the entire show. Warm like everybody up. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll think so, so, Facebook user is Remkus, and he says, "Trust me, Nathan. You're not that hot." <laughs> oh. <laughs> What? Yeah, honestly, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. Well, all right, I'll put that on the screen. Yeah, he did say. Uh, he, he did say earlier. That's me, Remkus. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize you. Uh, you lurked around in Facebook. That's interesting. Uh, and I am not that hot. I honestly, objectively, I am. If we're talking about the the mechanism of heat, I'm very hot in every other sense of the word. Ice cold. Um, and on that bombshell. We'll be back next week. Take it easy. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye. Bye.